A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash Am I the Jerk here video. Would you be the jerk for not giving your fiance any of your jackpot winnings? We'll find out, but first, a story from Equal Philosophy 4288. Am I the jerk for refusing to babysit again until my nephew's better behaved? I, female 20, babysit for my older sister Becky, female 35, on a regular basis. Becky and her husband both work full-time and are really well off. They could easily afford a nanny, but feel uncomfortable with the idea of someone they don't know personally looking after their kids. Becky pays me 9 British pounds an hour to look after my nephew and nieces. Becky's kids are Max, male 12, Bella, female 8, and Eve, female 7. Bella and Eve give me no trouble at all. They're polite, thoughtful little girls and I've hardly ever had to discipline them. Max, however, is a different story. I love my nephew, but he's a very difficult kid. Becky told me that he's been diagnosed with ADHD. His behavior's gotten a lot worse over the past month and every single time I babysit, Max argues with me. It's stressful and I'm tired of dealing with this on a regular basis. I've talked to Becky about his increasingly worse behavior and she says he's just becoming a teenager. Max is always glued to his Xbox playing video games and gets angry when asked to do mundane things like come downstairs for dinner, get ready for bed, etc. He is extremely stubborn. I normally babysit them in the evenings, so getting Max to bed at a reasonable time is usually the biggest source of stress. His bedtime is 10.30pm. The last time I was babysitting, which was this last week, it was 10pm and I told Max he needs to finish the game he's on, then get ready for bed. Max raised his voice at me and told me to go away. I told Max that it's not up for debate and that his bedtime is a set rule. Max got really mad and started yelling at me to get out of his room and started cussing. I told Max his sisters were sleeping and to lower his voice. Max lost his temper and told me that I can't tell him what to do. He started having a major meltdown. He threw his Xbox controller at the TV and was screaming his head off. I told Max I'm going to leave the room and come back once he's calmed down. I got distracted with Bella and Eve who were woken up and confused and frightened and Max had fallen asleep in the 20 minutes I was gone. I decided not to babysit Max again in the near future until his behavior is better as I find looking after Max too much and, quite frankly, I don't want to deal with him. I talked to Becky about this and she said, isn't that what I'm paying you to do? She thinks I'm being silly and told me that stress is a part of life. And since she's paying me, I should suck it up. Am I the jerk? I definitely think OP's not the jerk here. I think some nannies are paid to deal with kids that might be a little bit more troublesome, but whether you're a professional nanny or an amateur, you know, relative, you reserve the right to say no to any kid for any reason. Even if Max was the most perfect kid and they paid you handsomely and everything would be absolutely perfect for you, like there would be literally no downside. You still couldn't be a jerk for turning it down if you don't want to do it, right? Let me know what you guys think in the comments down below. Our next story is from an anonymous poster. Am I the jerk for telling my daughter she's too young to decide if she's child-free or not? My daughter is 14, almost 15. We were having dinner yesterday, and she starts talking about how she doesn't think kids are for her. I ask her why. 
She says she saw a bunch of TikToks about how hard mom life is and that she scrolls on Reddit a lot and people have the same ideas. Something like, I hate kids comes out of her mouth next. I tell her that she's too young to be worried about kids and that she should spend less time focusing on such stuff and more on school. I also mention that she has a younger brother, 7-year-old male, and if she hates kids, she hates him. She took offense to that apparently and said that I was probably just wanting grandkids, so that's why I was shutting her down. I told her that while grandkids are nice, ultimately she's just 14 and had a lot of growing to do within the next few years. That her values and ideas will change and grow with her and it's better not to label herself when she has much more important things to focus on. She gets up angrily and I hear her and her father talking, she's very upset. He comes in there and tells me I shouldn't push her down like that because then he has to calm everything down. I explained to him that I would have said the same thing if she said she wanted kids and that I'm just trying to keep her focus on other things rather than what ideas people are pushing on the internet. Ultimately, I ended up taking her phone because she started arguing with me. She said, okay breeder, not sure what that meant entirely but I was shocked. I told her I think she's getting too much involved with internet stuff and she can have it back when she apologizes. My husband thinks I should just have supported her and took it too far. I think I'm justified. Am I the jerk? I'm gonna say I think both sides are kind of jerks here. From the onset, I think OP just kind of did go too far with it. I think if OP said something like, Oh, okay, I understand. Maybe when you get older you might change your mind. Regardless, I support you no matter what. Now that would have been great, but also towards the end when the daughter says, okay breeder, that does suggest to me that they've been reading some very interesting stuff on the internet because honestly I feel like you have to get into a pretty specific community to pick up language like okay breeder. So I do think limiting screen time a little bit is a good idea. I wouldn't want my kid to be uncomfortable with me trying to pry into what it is they actually are looking at around on the internet, but a comment like that would leave me pretty darn concerned and I'd hope that it was just like some subcategory of TikTok. This next story is from Quirky Addendum 2779 Am I the jerk for asking my wife rhetorically if she wants our son to get hurt? I, male 28, live with my wife Macy, female 28. We have an infant son named Leo. Leo's our first and only child and is 5 months old. Macy works part time and I work full time. Macy works on Tuesdays but I don't. Macy normally leaves the house at around 8am to get to work on time, but I like to take the opportunity to sleep in when I can get it. Whenever Macy gets ready for work, Leo will usually start crying in his crib even after he's had his first feed of the day. This doesn't wake me up unless he's been crying for a little while because I'm a heavy sleeper. For the past two Tuesdays, Macy's decided to take Leo out of his crib and put him in our bed with me right before she leaves for work, even though I'm sound asleep. She doesn't do anything to wake me up because she's leaving for work, and Leo stops crying when she puts him in our bed. Luckily, nothing bad has happened yet, but I know the risks of putting a baby in a normal bed with an adult sleeping in it. Leo crawls, and I'm worried that he could fall out of the bed and hurt himself. I talked to Macy about this and told her to just leave Leo in the crib when she's getting ready for work. Macy got annoyed and said that she can't just leave him to cry and said I'm a bad father for not noticing and waking up when Leo's in the bed, saying that if it was her, she'd notice and wake up. I got angry and told Macy that she's being unreasonable and asked her what she thought would happen if Leo fell out of the bed. 
I asked her if she wanted Leo to get injured. Macy got really mad and has gone to stay with her sister for a couple of days and took Leo with her and hasn't been answering my texts or calls. She still hasn't come home. I've never seen Macy this angry with me before, so I'm wondering if I was the jerk for how I approach this. I'm leaning towards everybody's probably the jerk here. I don't know how often OP sleeps in versus how often the wife sleeps in, but I do imagine that if you have a kid, an infant child, sleeping in shouldn't be the priority over making sure that both your child and your partner can function normally in the morning, you know, when they have to for work. And then also I do fully agree that they shouldn't just be placing the baby on the bed where they can both get trapped by a sleeping parent or they can crawl right off the bed. Honestly, I don't blame the wife too much for getting frustrated and leaving, but I would assume that's more so because maybe they feel like the husband's kind of lacking a bit. Our next story is from Academic Tri 4856. Am I the jerk for refusing to get a tattoo of my late niece? So a while ago, my sister Mary, 30-year-old female, lost her infant daughter. As a way to cope with her grief, she's decided to get a very large, photorealistic tattoo of the baby. And she's requested that everyone in our immediate family, my mom, my dad, my brother, and me, do the same thing as a way to show support in this difficult time. Now, of course, the loss of the baby is a complete tragedy, and I want to help Mary however I can. We've never gotten along, to be honest, but I recognize this is more important than our bad relationship, but I simply can't go through with the tattoo thing. For starters, I have a phobia of needles. And as I said, the tattoo is very large, so it's going to take several hours, if not several sessions for sure. Secondly, Mary added some religious imagery to the design. She's a devout Catholic. And being an atheist, due to childhood trauma reasons that are neither here nor there, I simply do not feel comfortable having that on me. Lastly, my personal finances are not the best at the moment, and Mary expects us to pay out of pocket for the tattoo which would cost more than I could afford. The baby was named after a flower, think something like Rose. So I offered to get a small bouquet of flowers tattooed instead, as a way to still honor the baby and support Mary, without having to get the large, expensive tattoo. Mary wasn't okay with this, in fact, she was very upset and called me selfish, saying that as a grieving mom, her feelings have priority over mine and her baby was a beautiful little girl so I should feel privileged to have the tattoo and that I'm a horrible human being for arguing with her while she's mourning her child. Of course, I understand her point of view but I also don't feel like her loss, terrible as it is, gives her any right or say over my body. I discussed this with other people and reactions were mixed. My mom and dad think it's not wrong to not want the tattoo. They confess they don't want it either but they're going to get it regardless but that I should do it anyway to keep the peace and for Mary's sake. My bro supports me fully. Others think I'm a witch and a terrible sister. Am I the jerk? Um, am I crazy here? Or is this like a very bizarre request? Not just request, a very bizarre expectation. OP is not the jerk, and I think anybody is out of their mind and grieving in a very unhealthy way trying to cope in a very unhealthy way if they're trying to force everybody else to get a very large tattoo of their baby if any of them want to do that that's awesome but i think they're crazy if they're going to expect anybody to do that our next story is from an anonymous poster 
Am I the jerk? My husband went out to dinner on our anniversary without me, and I got angry at him. My husband and I have been married for 27 years. We've had our ups and downs, but we have two kids and have spent a life together. One of our biggest arguments is my husband lives his own life. He doesn't tell me if he's going to be home or not, makes plans without me, etc. Well, last month was our 27th wedding anniversary. We hadn't made plans, but I came home straight from work, figuring we would at least eat dinner together. He came home at 10pm and proceeded to tell me what a great night he had. He went to dinner at a restaurant in our hometown his friend owns, ran into several friends of ours, etc. Had a great night alone. I was so hurt I didn't really say anything. We just had a fight about something else. But I told him what a jerk he was for going out on our anniversary without me. He claimed that I was crazy, we hadn't made plans and it wasn't a restaurant, it was John's place. It's a popular local restaurant. And I felt like he was gaslighting me, which he often does. Am I the jerk for getting upset with him? I think OP's not the jerk and I think the behavior here is kind of odd. The whole concept of being married to somebody, especially for 27 years, and then also combined with the concept of living my own life, let alone the fact that it's happening on the wedding anniversary and I assume they were probably celebrating the anniversary in years past, so it's not like some oops I forgot type thing. I don't think OP's the jerk here. Our next story is from Walls underscore Windows 1376. Am I the jerk for still going to my sister's wedding after my husband cancelled my plane ticket? Here's the situation. My husband, 36, and I, 30, have three kids, two, four, and seven. I'm a stay-at-home mom full-time and I take care of the kids while my husband works full-time. My sister's wedding was last week. We live hours away, which is an issue for my husband. When we first got the invite, he told me that he wasn't going, that he'll stay for the kids and suggested I do the same. Since the wedding doesn't allow kids and my husband doesn't want to hire a babysitter after the one we had robbed us. We had gone back and forth on this, but I insisted on going since that's my only sister and I want to attend what might be a once in a lifetime event for her. He chuckled at my statement, then we stopped talking about it. As the wedding was approaching, he brought it up and told me to miss it and stay with the kids. I suggested that, since no babysitters were allowed then, I could get my friend to stay with the kids, but he refused. I ignored him, spoke to my friend who agreed to watch the kids, and booked a ticket to travel to my sister's town in time. My husband found out and went on about how we had work and that the most logical solution is that I stay home with the kids and let him make his living. I told him that I already took care of the kids and they'll stay with my friend. Honestly, I grew impatient. The day of my flight, I dropped the kids off at my friend's place, then headed to the airport. I found out he had cancelled my plane ticket. I was upset, but still insisted on going, so I went home and got into my car and drove four hours to get to the town. At 5pm, my husband called and was freaking out on me asking where I was. I told him I made it to my sister's town and he blew up saying I wasn't supposed to go. even said he cancelled my ticket to get me to stay. He demanded I return but I said not until the wedding was over. He called me a horrible neglectful mom then had his mom scold me and accuse me of abandoning my own kids. There was a huge argument that ensued when I returned home and my husband kept on saying I was horrible to leave the kids and to ignore him like that and do what I wanted eventually. He's giving me this silent treatment as of now, and I can no longer take it. I felt guilty and did not enjoy the wedding at all. Was I wrong for still going? 
OP put an edit at the end of this post that says, My husband dislikes my sister, and I think it's pretty clear that he's pretty biased. I think OP is not the jerk for still going. Support your sister's wedding. The husband honestly seems kind of insane that they're going to go and try to cancel your ticket behind your back like that and try to trap you. I wouldn't be able to trust somebody like that. Our next story is from Fragrant Leading 616. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Six, am I the jerk for not giving my fiancé any of the winnings to pay off her debt? I, 31-year-old male, have been engaged to my current fiancé, 34-year-old female, for two years. We're not rushing into getting married. My fiancé has been struggling with debt since she graduated with college. Her parents gave her a loan to help with paying some of the debt. Her biggest issue is that she loves to buy things that aren't necessary. What I didn't know was that she had three credit cards that she would use and they were already maxed out. She works as a registered nurse and uses most of her paycheck to pay off the debt. We decided to go on a vacation and decided to have some fun at a casino. I put in a reasonable amount and ended up winning a large jackpot. The money was enough to put towards some of the bills and mortgage. My fiance kept begging me to use all of the money on her debt and I told her that I had concerns about her going back into debt. She's been staying quiet and won't talk to me unless it's in regards to the money. When we got back home, we invited her parents over for dinner, and she told them how much I won. Her parents were so happy and relieved, and her mother asked if I was going to use the money on her debt. I explained to them that I was going to use the money towards the bills, mortgage, and paying off some of my car loan. I do love my fiancé, but... 
I don't trust her with the money. I did deposit the money into my bank account. She did trash our entire room trying to find the money. Her family thinks that since I'm going to be her husband, that all my money should be hers. I feel that because I have my concerns about her going right back into debt, that I don't trust her with this large amount of money. Am I the jerk for not giving my fiancé any of the winnings to pay off her debt? I think OP's not the jerk here first and foremost because it's their money that they earn themselves. But especially more than anything, OP knows more than anybody how much the fiancé struggles with money. They know and they're aware that it's a risk. And as long as it isn't a situation where the debt is just consuming the fiancé, it's for the best that they realize and continue to work to pay that off. I mean, how else do you really learn? This next story is from Careless Elk 7540 Am I the jerk for accidentally laughing out loud at a friend's ignorance over pickles? I have a friend who hates cucumbers and swears they're the nastiest things ever and he will not eat them under any conditions. Same friend is a pickle fiend, loves pickles in any form he can get them, even chugs the juice from the jar. I make pickles and other canned treats as a hobby and I gave him a jar to try. My friend said they were amazing and asked what sort of pickles I used to make them. I told him I used cucumbers like all the other pickles he's been eating. He didn't believe me and called me a liar, saying that he'd never eat a cucumber as they're gross. I started laughing and said, dude, you eat cucumbers all the darn time. He was convinced I was messing with him, so I told him to look it up. And now he's upset because he feels like he's been lied to all his life and he's irritated at me for laughing at him for not knowing, and says I should apologize for making him feel stupid over something that's not common knowledge. I would be willing to say that pickles being cucumbers is common knowledge. Maybe not as common as finding out the truth about Santa Claus or something like that, but I feel like a healthy majority of adults know that pickles are cucumbers. I don't think OB can be the jerk for opening their eyes to the actual undisputable truth about a food. Now just wait until you explain to somebody about figs and wasps. Our next story is from F Hall of 10. Am I the jerk for berating my girlfriend's family when they wouldn't stop being judgmental? Alright Reddit, here to get my judgment. So I, 26 year old male, have been dating my girlfriend Chloe, 26 year old female, for 3 years. We started out as friends and have known each other since high school. She's really perfect for me in every way. Other than her family, which is the cause for this post. So when we first started dating, I was wanting to get married, but about a year ago I switched that up. The reason sounds stupid, but it just caused me to freak out. We were watching this show that talked about divorced men and their struggles. It turned me onto a couple sub on Reddit here about men who got boned in divorces. Whether that be cheating spouses, alimony, or the freedoms men lose when they get married. I sometimes wish I'd never went down that rabbit hole, but I did. And ever since, I've been very clear with Chloe, I don't want to get married. I'm fine being life partners, having kids, all that. I told her this and she was very sad. We did split up for a bit, but she came back and said she didn't mind. She's fine with whatever life we build. So that's what we've been doing. The issue? Her family is a nosy as crap. After getting questioned countless times about it, we finally sat them down and explained that we don't plan on getting married. Her family lost it saying that I was the one forcing this and a bunch of other BS. Her sister especially is pissed. We're at a barbecue this weekend, and sure enough, her sister is mouthing off. She's recently engaged and was throwing shade about how amazing it is to be committed. 
I caught some side glances from her parents. I looked at her and said, if you have something to say, go ahead. She said, you just wouldn't understand the feeling. I said, well, considering you've been engaged three times and married once already, I'm not quite sure you know the right feeling either, sweetie. Her dad and mom then butted in saying I needed to take that back. I said, both of y'all have been divorced before, so maybe stop the petty glances and look in the mirror. I was done after that, and me and Chloe left. I know it's not smart getting into it with your girlfriend's family, but I feel like they're crossing a boundary and I felt like it had to be said. Chloe's staying out of it mostly, but I want to make sure I'm not the jerk. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk here. I think a lot of people do commit to a life partner style relationship. You know, there are benefits to getting married and depending on what can happen, there's drawbacks from getting married. I mean, yeah, if a marriage ends for any reason, it can be a lot to go through. And I agree with a lot of OP sentiment. People who have been married multiple times, judging another person for their relationship choices, just seems a little bit rich. This next story is from Reluctant Motor Mama. Am I the jerk for making rules regarding my husband's new motorcycle? My husband, unbeknownst to me, bought a motorcycle from his best friend at work. It's a sturdy old Honda from the early aughts in near mint condition. I'm horrified. My mother's a nurse and raised us to believe We have a term in the ER for motorcyclists, we call them organ donors. Made my brother and I promise to never ride on or get one. We have a beautiful six month old baby at home, our first. Initially I demanded he return it, but he said it was his lifelong dream to own a bike and kept saying how great it would be on gas. Yes, he knew my view on bikes before we got married and every time he brought it up I asked him not to do it. I knew he was interested in bikes, but none of this lifelong dream stuff. So I said, okay, keep it, but don't drive over 30 miles an hour and don't take it out of our neighborhood. We have a lot of side roads. Of course, it goes without saying you would have to have safety gear, a decent helmet, and pass the course required to obtain your license. And our state helmets are mandatory. I said he can also take it up to the lake where he and his friend go fishing. If he promises he won't drive it over 30 miles per hour and stays off the highway, IOW, tows it up there on a trailer behind our car. What I mean here is don't take it on roads where the speed limit's over 30 miles per hour or out on the highway. The roads in our neighborhood and around the lake have a posted 25 mile per hour speed limit. The whole point of riding rules, which admittedly aren't great, is I'm trying to find a reasonable compromise because he's insistent on keeping it. I mean, I'm nursing this baby and changing her diapers all day and I can't stand thinking about this anymore. He says I'm being a controlling harpy and sucking all the fun out of his new toy. All I can see is him splat all over the asphalt and our daughter asking me, why is my daddy in heaven one day? Am I the jerk for trying to establish motorcycle rules? I think both sides are jerks here mainly because he went and did this all on his own, didn't even consult her before getting that bike, and then the wife because they can't control him. He's not a 17 year old child that just got their first vehicle. Beyond like regular safety gear and precautions, it's kind of a lot to say, don't take it outside 30 mile per hour roads, don't you dare take it anywhere unless it's by trailer. I feel bad that it's something that makes them so uncomfortable, but I think both sides have faults here. This next story is from Wedding Sister-in-Law. Am I the jerk for telling my sister-in-law that she upstaged me at my wedding? I, 30-year-old female, recently got married to Matt, 
30. Matt has a stepsister, Tiffany, 28-year-old female. I've met her less than 10 times in the 5 years I dated Matt, as she doesn't live nearby and isn't too close to my husband. However, she was invited to our wedding. I should mention that Tiffany is very attractive. She's pretty with a currently fashionable body type. She also dresses well and spends money on her appearance. This is well known and even though I've only met her a few times whenever she's brought up by my in-laws, she's always mentioned as being very invested in her image. I don't begrudge her this at all. The ceremony went fine but afterwards, while my in-laws were congratulating me, my father-in-law commented that I looked beautiful and in the next breath mentioned Tiffany did too. His wife caught his eye and shook her head but I ignored it. When Tiffany came over to say congratulations, she looked stunning. Her dress was beautiful and fitted her perfectly, her hair and makeup looked like they'd been done professionally, and she was wearing a pair of obviously designer shoes. Her outfit was totally appropriate for the event, but I was still weirdly upset by how she looked and immediately felt self-conscious next to her. Even Matt told her she looked great, and they rarely talk. For the rest of the night, every single male guest at the wedding asked about Tiffany, who she was, how I know her, if she was single, etc. By the speeches, I was fed up and almost in tears, and even the best man mentioned her in his speech off the cuff. I let it go, went on my honeymoon, and tried to forget the whole thing. We came back about a week ago, and this past weekend had dinner with my in-laws. Tiffany was visiting and we learned that she had got engaged. She showed us her comically large ring and said she was planning to have the wedding next year and that it would be a black tie event. Before I could stop myself, I jokingly said that I was pretty sure I'd already been to her wedding. I was the one in the white dress. She asked what I meant, and I thought there was no point in lying, so I just admitted I felt she upstaged me at my wedding. She laughed and said, you can't upstage a bride. I asked if I could wear white to her wedding then, and she shrugged and said, if you think it'll help. She then apologized if I felt her outfit was inappropriate. My in-laws moved the conversation on and we went on with dinner. When we got home, my husband blew up on me, saying I embarrassed him by being petty and jealous of Tiffany. He said he doesn't even like her, but even he knows she can't do anything about what she looks like or the clothes she can afford, and I made myself look bitter and childish, and him by association. I admit it wasn't my best moment, but I thought he would at least understand how I felt given that he heard everyone's comments that night. He's demanding I apologize to Tiffany and his parents, but I don't think I said anything that heinous. Am I the jerk? I think OP is the jerk, and this all just kind of reeks of insecurity. I mean, from the start to finish, it's just all about how Tiffany looks so attractive. Their wedding isn't like a beauty contest, and unless there's like a general sentiment from everybody else that says, OP... Tiffany definitely was trying to upstage you, then I think Opie's just overthinking this and insecure. And our final story of the day is from TA62901. Am I the jerk for leaving my daughter in economy class and refusing to change her seat? I'm female. My daughter Meg, female 18, is a very active person in social causes, goes to marches, helps with NGOs and homeless people. The recent cause she embraced was the criticism of capital accumulation. My husband and I come from a wealthy background. Although our parents don't fully help, we know our privileges and the ease with which we can achieve our career and financial success. But Meg doesn't seem to understand. She often criticizes each more expensive purchase. 
seeing that we could donate this money to people in need. I really understand her ideal, but it gets annoying all the time and any purchase she's criticizing. What she also doesn't understand is the little of this excess capital of ours. She has the freedom to do all this and time without money stopping her. All the luxuries like iPhone, car, and money are given to her so she can walk as she wants, and we agreed to help when she said she would like to take a gap year to delve into the causes. After three years without traveling because of the pandemic, we decided to take an international trip. Again, Meg talking about it being an unnecessary expense to go business class and that the money could go to other things. She proved her point, and we decided to go class to save on a 10-hour trip. On the way to the airport, I talked to my husband that he could go to the gate and I would go to the duty-free to see some stuff. Meg butted in and started the same rant again. I was already pretty annoyed about it despite giving her a warning to stop, but I saw that she was going to be like this on the whole trip. At check-in, the attendant asked if we'd like to upgrade to executive, and when Meg threatened to start over, I accepted and asked for two seats. She was quiet, asking if we weren't going to do it for her and I was very honest saying that I wasn't willing to spend 10 hours listening to it and I want to enjoy too. She started to say that we should all stay in economy and I said no. She got annoyed about it. On the trip, she didn't enjoy anything and stayed on her cell phone. On the way back, I offered to pay hers and she refused. When she got home, she said that we knew that she's financially dependent on us and that we accepted to support her financially and that we refused to upgrade even though she couldn't do it to prove our point and that we were vindictive for being fed up with her, pointing out only the truths. And if we don't like her way, let us know and don't punish her. She's giving cold shoulders so far, five days later. Am I the jerk? I think OP's not the jerk. I think this is a case of her just not being able to walk the walk. If she's going to be a person of these causes and tout these things so hard, even if OP and their partner choose not to follow them, Meg should make it a point by proudly accepting to not get upgraded. By proudly doing the economical thing or whatever politically correct thing it is to do. If she wants to prove a point, do it that way. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.